Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hey you, welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. I'm wife. And together we're reading the Bible. Starting with Genesis and eventually ending with Revelations, we're working through every book and offering our atheist two cents. Or shekels. Yeah, those. We're asking questions and pointing out all the nonsense. We aren't academics or scholars. Nope. In fact, when it comes to religion, we really don't know anything at all. What we've learned so far is that God's a dick. Oh, he really is, isn't he? If you're interested in how we reached this startling conclusion, maybe start from episode one. Otherwise, jump in anywhere. It's all good. Yep. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. 
What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband. Wife. Guess what? What? I'm mad at you. Why are you mad at me? Because right before we went on air, um, you asked me, did you research anything that we talked about? And then I was like, oh, no, because I just have like a summary and a quiz and stuff. And Wait, you were like, this is why you're mad at me? Yeah. And then you were like, I did. Ho, ho, ho. And I was like, oh, you should have told me um, after we got on the air. Well, and I didn't tell you anything about it. You said it was shekels. Yeah, you I know. Learned about that's, shekels. That's the only thing I, you know. And I was like, don't don't get your hopes cool. up, anybody. I didn't learn that much. I just have a little bit of, you know. I'm just saying, like novelty, because my wife was supposed to do the research. So. Right, but you could have waited. Is all I'm saying. And I could have, but I and I didn't. And you didn't, and that's why I'm mad at you. I uh, okay. And whatever you say. So. So this is our bonus episode. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is our bonus episode for about Exodus. the Book of Exodus, which we have. Finish. Yeah. Woohoo! Two books of the Bible down. Awesome. And so we're going to do a summary and a quiz and a bit about shekels and whatnot and what have you. Okay. Also, hey, oh. um, don't oh. forget to check out our website, sacrilegiousdiscourse.com. Wow, you had a hard time with that. I had to think about it for a second. Remember how I couldn't spell it early on? So yeah. now I just, you know. You still can't spell now it. Now I can't even speak it, apparently. Right, right. So, yeah, sacrilegiousdiscourse.com. Oh, there it is. Yeah, I got it right that time. Okay. All right, let's do this episode. Yeah. Hey, wife. Yes, husband. Did you know that we are now on Patreon? Um, yes, because you told me, but also, no, tell me more. <laughs> so we're on Patreon now. Are we? We are. And our supporters can go there and support us. And we have multiple levels all the way up to You Killed God. That sounds really drastic and escalated quickly-ish. Well, no, there's multiple levels before there. So it, es- it escalates on a sliding scale of, you know, cheap to, to not cheap. Oh. But, you know, we can definitely use any amount. So like any support is always appreciated. So what exactly is Patreon? It's a place where you can show your support for our podcast. And Just our podcast? Any podcast or any <laughs> performer. But, you know, we're the ones that, you know, you're listening to right now. So maybe you should, uh, you know, support us. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. But we love you anyway. So all you got to do is go to Patreon. Look up Sacrilegious Discourse. It's actually patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse is our actual main page there. So head on over and send us some love. Yeah. Okay, so I have some questions for you. I have possible answers for you what do you remember about the book of exodus i remember there was a lot of moses and there was a lot of aaron and there was a lot of garments and a lot of ark building and a lot of directions on how to build said ark and also tax collection and stuff like that that's really funny because that's like the most of what i remember but then when i was working on the summary like what we remember from the reading of it is not even the important bits that we were supposed to take from it. I mean, isn't that funny? Yeah, I mean, well, I'm. 
I don't view the Bible as that important, I guess. So that's that's, that's that. Well, let's test our memory a little better. I have a pop quiz here. Okay. I haven't looked at the answers, so I don't know. I really didn't even look at the questions, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) This is what we call preparation. Well, yeah, I found a quiz. The end. Okay. Ready? I'm ready. Oh, my phone just went out. Your phone's always doing something stupid. Well, this time it didn't scroll. This time the screen blackened. Okay. But it's back. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, question number one. What was the name of Moses' brother? Aaron. Okay, well, I had choices for you, but okay. Well, it's got to be Aaron. I'm sure it's Aaron. Okay. Number two. Who rescued Moses from the Ark of the Bulrushes? Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh's maid, Pharaoh's wife, or Pharaoh's mother? Uh, See, this is what I'm talking about. Say say, Say those answers again. Pharaoh's daughter, maid, wife, or mother? Daughter, I believe. I think you're right. That's what I remember. Okay, number three. What did the Israelites borrow from their neighbors? Israelites borrow from their neighbors. What are, do we have options? Yeah. Okay. Jewels, milk, lamb, or earthen pots? I don't recall this. I don't either. But I'm going to guess since they do a lot of sacrificing, they're going to borrow some lamb. See, I would have said milk. Okay. Oop. It's green. I don't know if that means anything. But <laughs> um, I'll check the answers when we're done. Okay. Number four, how many plagues did God send on Seven. Egypt? False. That's oh. not even one of the fucking choices. Oh, shit. What are the choices? <laughs> Five, 10, 15, or 20. Five, 10, 15, or 20. Five, 10, 15, or 20. I'm going to go with uh, 10. That's correct. Is it? Yeah. Huh. What was the second plague? What, is there choices here too? <laughs> yes. Okay. Thank God. Frogs, water turned to blood, locusts, or darkness? Oh, shit. I, the, I I feel like they got worse as they went on, so I'm going to go with darkness. I know that that's wrong. Oh. Um, It's green also, but I know that that's wrong. That was Why like, did they make green the wrong answer I don't, thing? That's I don't dumb. know, but I... Green's usually like, you know... I know that darkness was like 9 or 10. Guys, this know. quiz is jacked. This is jacked. Okay, number six. Aaron turned his rod into a serpent. He turned his rod. He said rod. (laughs) Aaron turned his stick into a serpent before Pharaoh and Pharaoh's magicians did likewise. But what happened to their serpents? Did they get eaten by? Do you want the choices? Yeah, what are the choices? (laughs) They were consumed by fire. Oh, by fire. Okay. They fell into dust dust aaron's rod swallowed them okay or they attacked pharaoh i'm gonna go with my original instinct and say it swallowed them i don't know if that was right or not okay it doesn't seem like that would be right is it great at for us i don't know i'm oh we're still going yeah we're still going i'm Damn, gonna this tell is you a lot of questions there's only 10 we're on number seven <sighs> for fuck's sake I, it's you're, i don't like tests school, you're so I'm, I'm done with school you know like and this is a bible test for christ's sake okay but you're just really dramatic and whiny well so. i mean we've covered that before i am whiny calm your tits number seven what sea did the israelites cross through to escape the egyptians I th- do you want the choices yeah give me the choices <laughs> dead sea black sea red sea sea of galilee it seems like it should be the Red Sea. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's it. Okay. Number eight. 
At what place did the Israelites arrive only to find the water was too bitter to drink, whereupon God caused it to become sweet? I don't even recall that. I know. I don't either. What are my, what are my choices? Merah, Elam, Horeb, or Midian? I remember Elam, so I'm going to say Elam. I don't think that's right, but okay. Okay. What bird did God provide for meat in the wilderness? I don't recall this either. <laughs> you know, I, there's different versions of the Bible. Like, I wonder if, like, these questions are based on, like, some other version of the Bible, too. Okay, the words might be different, but the story's the same. Right, but, like, they might have missed a detail in there about these mm, questions. I doubt it. Okay. Okay, pigeon, quail, turtle dove, or raven? I mean, just because it's in the Christmas song, I'm going to say turtle dove. Sure. I Like, I don't even know. Okay, number 10. Oh, there's more than 10 questions. You lied. I didn't lie. That implies malice. Uh, I was mistaken. Okay, fine. Number 10. What guided the Israelites through the wilderness? Want your choices? You always look like you're about to guess. No, I was just going to say um, sheer stupidity. Probably that one. <laughs> A star in the sky. Moses had visions telling him where to lead the people. A pillar of cloud and a fire, or Moses had a map. It was the pillar of cloud and fire. I really like that Moses had a map. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you're right. A pillar of cloud and fire. How does cloud and fire make a pillar? I mean, I well, I'm pillar, obviously, you know, there's a pillar, right? I, I think and then it's cloudy with lightning coming through it. So okay, there's like cloud always, and fire. I always think of a pillar as being like made of marble or something similar. Right, but I mean like the shape of a pillar. Okay, whatever. Right. Number 11. When there was no water to drink, how did Moses provide it? From a fleshy plant, from earthen jars, from his rod, or from a rock? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You nasty. <laughs> Like, I was literally going to say he was going to pee. And then he said, from his rod. And I'm like, I think regardless of what the actual answer is, I have to pick the rod. I think it was his rod, but, you know, not the way you mean it. <laughs> Number 12. On which mountain were the Israelites given the Ten Commandments? Ooh, I know this one. You don't need your choices, do you? Mount Sinai. Very good. Just so you know, the other choices were Mount Nebo, Mount Olives, and Mount, Mount Ararat. <laughs> Mount Olives. I wish that there was like Old Smoky, Mount Old Smoky. <laughs> right. On top of. Yeah, yeah. Number 13. What is the seventh commandment? Thou shall not. You're good so far. <laughs> forget the fucking Bible. Oh I'm, my gosh. What, what are my choices? Covet, steal, commit adultery, or bear false witness. I'm going to go with bear false witness. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Because I have no idea. I didn't. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know them vaguely. And you know what? Nobody actually knows except for Moses because he broke the first fucking tablet. It's true. He broke so the first tablet. So it could have been in a completely different order the first time. It's true. I mean, we're and right even if we're wrong. Yeah, exactly. Number 14. What was on top of the Ark of the Covenant? Oh, I know this one. Fucking gold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's not what they mean. Do you know it? What are my choices? But do you know it even without the choices? I mean, there the was choices? cherubs. Okay, I think it's that one. Two cherubim, candlestick, golden bowl, or Aaron's rod. Okay, I have to tell you, every time I see the name Aaron. It's definitely not Aaron's rod. But listen, every time I see the name Aaron, I always think of that Key and Pill skit. And um, it's the one where he's the teacher and he calls the kid A.A. Ron. Mm, yeah. 
That was good stuff. You don't yeah. even know. I don't. Never mind. Yeah. Was, How do you not know Key I'm and sure Peele? I, I knew. I know who Key and Peele are. I just I don't remember that ep- that that skit. Oh my god! It's like one of the most yeah, famous. I ones. kind of remember it, but like I no. You either you either remember or not, and if you don't remember, you suck. The end. All right. So, so what I was suck. on top? I think it was. I thought two- it was the bowl actually. I think it's the two cherubim. Well, I thought the cherubim were on the side of the fucking ark. Well, I'm going with cherubim. That's, I, fine. That's fine. I let you pick the other one. No, that, I'm that, picking the that's cherubim. That's completely fair. Okay, number 15. On um, what type of stone were the 12 children of Israel to have their names engraved? Oh, my God. Remember how they had all those fucking stones? Yeah, there was like a black something or other, I thought. An emerald, an onyx, a sapphire, or a jade. Oh, it's definitely the onyx. You think? Yeah. I don't even remember because there were rocks for everything. I'm pretty sure it was the onyx. Number 16. What color was the priest's robe? Well, there was three colors. What are the, what are the choices here? <laughs> Red, blue, scarlet, purple. Seriously? <laughs> yes. It, it was, was all, all of those. them, right? But there is no all of the above. I'm going to then I'm going to say purple cuz whatever. Cuz whatever. I agree with that reasoning. Number 17. What compelled the Israelites to form and worship the golden calf? Uh Air Aaron. I know, right? But Aaron. And and Moses was taken too goddamn long. True. Like True. Dude did not come down off that mountain. Hashtag facts. They probably thought he was dead. I know. I mean. Okay, so here's your choices. When I think my, you know, spiritual leader is dead, I always worship golden calves. True. That's like the first step after that. that. That's what I do. I always Every go time. to everybody and I collect all their gold and I melt it down into a fucking cow. Every single time. Like For, that's just like the next logical that's step. That's what you do. Obviously. That is what you do. Yeah. Okay, so A, they wanted to make a statue to the Lord. No. <laughs> B, they created it as repentance for their sins. No. No. C, they made it as a symbol of their freedom from slavery. No. I don't feel like that was I it. think it's this last one. And it kind of goes along with what you said. Okay. They didn't know what had happened to Moses. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the one we're picking. Like, yeah. That's the right answer. They just wanted I to don't even care. worship a golden th- cap no what? Like, you can stop it they just wanted to worship something yeah yeah number 18 what was the name of a man who was given the spirit of god to enable him to become a good craftsman and assist with the building of the tabernacle there was actually two but who do you think they want they want the um uh, bezalel bezalel beelzebub yeah that the other choices were Caleb, Uri, or Buzz. Don't don't forget a holy ab though. I know. A holy ab. Hashtag a holy ab. I know. Fucker um, got dissed all the way through. Like, I just feel like, really sorry. Because he's from the, tri- the tribe of Dan. The tribe of Dan. Tribe of Dan really, always gets shit on. They, they get all the crap. They really get overlooked. Fucking tribe of Dan. Tribe of Dan. Number 19. Who was Moses's successor? Moses's successor? Yes. Who was his successor? Successor? Yeah. What are my choices? I mean, I would have thought Aaron, but... Joshua, Caleb, Aaron, or your favorite boy, Aholiab. Oh, they got Aholiab there, huh? Yeah, but I don't think that's the yeah, answer. Yeah, it's definitely not the answer. He was just a seamstress. <laughs> they, just, they just took another name from Exodus and like, throw that in there. Throw that in there. Uh, I think Aaron. I, I, I wouldn't really call him like a successor, though. I don't I He just either. was like the mouthpiece because Moses couldn't fucking talk. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's what I would say. That's what I would I pick of those. I, I didn't really know he had a successor so much as he had a 
partner. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, that's kind of how it felt. Yeah. 20. For how many years did the Israelites wander in the wilderness? 20, 30, 40, or 50? I'm going to go with 40. I think that's right. Okay. But honestly, I don't know the answer to that. So Let's see. Are you calculating their scores here? Yeah, we got... Looks like we got a 71.5. Hey, that's a passing grade, you know? I am okay with a passing grade. Wait. Does it even tell you which ones we got right and wrong? Where's the answer? I told you this was a jacked up quiz. Oh, my God. Can you go back through and like... Wait, submit. Oh, yeah. You got to hit the fucking button. Oh, I forgot to put our name in. Oh, my gosh. Okay, hey. This is like all kinds of fail. Just stop. Do you want me to tell them about the shekel while we're waiting? No, I already did it. And you tell us about the shekel in a minute. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Ready? Yeah. What was the name of Moses' brother? Aaron. High five. Yay. Number two, who rescued Moses from the Ark of the Bulrushes? Pharaoh's daughter. Correct. I knew that one. What did the Israelites borrow from their their neighbors? We chose lamb. The answer was jewels. Why did they borrow jewels? Oh, I'm... Okay. That seems stupid. Yeah. God had promised well, Abraham. Because they had to give him to, you know, make the hush. Ark. God had promised Abraham that when the Israelites left Egypt, they would come out with great possessions. So they borrowed them. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's dumb. That is dumb. How many plagues did God send on Egypt? Ten. I was right. We got that right. Holy shit. Yeah. I knew that one. What was the second plague? I told you it wasn't darkness. It was yeah. frogs. Oh. It was frogs. Good that, old frog plague. I would have gone with either frogs or water turned to blood. I couldn't remember, but I know it was I mean, one of them. So yeah. I was better than you. Right. You're, you're always better than me. I am, baby. Oh, yeah. I love you. Love you. Number six. Aaron turned his rod stick <laughs> into a serpent before Pharaoh and Pharaoh's magician did likewise. But what happened to their serpents? We chose they were consumed by fire, but the answer was Aaron's Rod swallowed. Them. I thought I chose Aaron. I, told, Wait, I said no, Aaron's I rod apologize. swallowed them. No, I got it. We, I said that backwards. Okay. You said Aaron's rod swallowed them, but they were consumed by fire. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. Sorry. All right. So we got that one wrong. Okay. Okay. What sea did the Israelites cross? It was the Red Sea. Yes. We got that one right. At what place did the Israelites arrive only to find the water was too bitter to drink? You said Elam. It was Mara. Okay. Like Mara Lago. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't drink the water there either. (laughs) (laughs) What bird did God provide for meat in the wilderness? You chose turtle dove because of a fucking Christmas carol. Oh, yeah. But the answer was quail, obviously. Why is it obvious? Because you eat quail, you don't eat turtle dove. How do you know? Have you ever tried turtle dove? You hear about people going hunting and what they eat eat when they go hunting and they they hunt for quail they hunt quail they don't fucking hunt turtle doves but i maybe they were so good they hunted them out of extinction i don't want to hear extinction. your shit you're nonsense okay what guided the israelites through the wilderness a pillar of cloud and of fire that we got one that easy. one right yeah when there was no water to drink how did moses provide it <laughs> <laughs> you chose from Apparently his it wasn't his rock yeah it was from a rock from a rock because, you know, you can't get water from stone. Yeah. Like, that's where that phrase comes from. But he did. Right. But it was magic. Okay. Under normal circumstances, without God or whatever. Got it. You, okay. a normal human being, cannot. Got it. I got it. Got it. Okay. 
On which mountain were the Israelites given the Ten Commandments? Mount Sinai. We got that one right. What is the Seventh Commandment? (laughs) Yeah, no idea. Which one did we choose? We chose um, thou shalt not bear false witness. Sure. The answer was thou shalt not commit adultery. Okay. I guess we failed that one. And so. I don't really care. Are we going to commit adultery now? No. Okay. You better not. Right. Okay. What was on top of the Ark of the Covenant? You were right. I was right. It was two cherubim. Huh. Ha ha. Okay. Um, when I was first reading this and it said golden bowl and I was just like skimming it real quick, I thought it said goldfish bowl. And I was like, <laughs> I know that one's wrong. It's definitely not a goldfish <laughs> it's not bowl. Not a goldfish bowl. No. It's also not a golden bowl. Right. Okay. On what type of stone were the 12 children of Israel to have their names engraved? Score one for me. Yep. It was an onyx. onyx. I would not necessarily have got that. I don't know what I, I probably would have just picked the first one in emerald. So <laughs> fuck me. Uh, what color was the priest's robe? We picked purple, but it was blue. I think that's bullshit. I think that also was That was bullshit. a bullshit question. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I, I'm almost certain they said that they were all those colors. The, it was all those colors and all those threads. Right? Those three colors. It was very important that they covered those colors multiple times. Multiple times. The middle garment beneath the ephod and above the coat made from one piece of fabric and similar in design to the robe Christ was wearing at the crucifixion. Whatever. Right. What compelled the Israelites to form and worship the golden calf? We were right. They didn't know what the fuck had happened to Moses. And they were like, gotta worship something. Might as well be a cow. And hey, let's make it out of gold. Sure, why not? That makes total logical sense. Even though they'd seen miracles performed by this. Sure. Yeah. Yep. What? Sorry, there was a sound, and I like was. I think it was our cat scratching at the litter box. So yeah, I think you're right. I I was trying to figure out what it was. (laughs) Got distracted. Sorry. I saw that you like stopped mid word and like turned around, and I'm just like looking at you, like, "Hello, what's going on over there?" Our cat was taking a shit. I guess she was. What was the name of a man who was given the spirit of God to enable him to become a good craftsman? And we got that right. It was Beelzebub. That was pretty easy. I Not mean, Beelzebub. I know. Bezalel. 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 Or Bezalel. But in print, it's Bezalel. Right. In title, so, it's Bezalel. Yeah, I don't understand exactly. But who knows? it probably means something better like in Hebrew or Arabic or I'm whatever. Sure. I'm sure. Okay. What was, who was Moses' successor? It was not Aaron. Huh. It was Joshua. I, I don't even recall them covering that. Was there a Joshua? Like, what? like I don't even I don't, remember that. Right? Who cares? How many years did the Israelites wander in the wilderness? 40, bruh. Yes. We got that one right. Oh, um, the average score was 71. We got a 55%. Oh, we're literally reading the Bible. And, and we, we failed. Got 55%. We failed. We suck. Yeah, we suck really bad. Man. Yeah. So, Sorry, guys. We we are not uh, we are not Bible buffs. Apparently, <laughs> we're no good. Yeah, <laughs> we don't do Bible. We suck at Bible. We rule at like making fun of the Bible, though. Yes, we are pros. So there's that. So tell me about shekels, asshole. So it's really just not that much that I learned, other than the fact that it was a form of payment back in the times when they wrote the Bible. Okay. And there was, they think, a standard weighted um, piece that was kept in a central location that they would use to, to gauge other shekels by. Now, the interesting thing is that you can still get a shekel today. I thought I saw that somewhere just like um, 
not because I was studying up on this, but I thought I saw something that was like blah, blah, blah shekels. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. So like in, there's uh, still a thing in 1980. Um, I think it was 1980. It's, it's, it's around that time if it's not exactly 1980. But um, Israel actually changed their their payment type from the lira or lira lira. To oh my God! You didn't know how to say lira. Sorry, I didn't know that they used lira. That's an Italian coin, FYI. But they they changed it from the lira to the shekel. That's and interesting. They, yeah. So you can still get a shekel today. That is also interesting. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I wonder why Israel and Italy both use lira. I you'll have to ask somebody else. You know what? Um, <laughs> you're dumb. But um, I also have an interesting little factoid about lira and. Um, Italian money in general, mm-hmm. you know, back before they started using the euro. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, what was I saying? The lira is coins and the paper Italian monies were mills. Okay. Like mille is Got how it. you would say it. But yet when you're doing um, um, transfer of money, mm-hmm. they refer to it as um, lira, which I never understood. It would be like, um, calling our money instead of calling it dollars, it would be like calling it change or quarters or nickels or pennies. Right, but the lira probably came first. And so like that was what everybody referred that, That's That's probably the name that got attached to what their word for their money exchange. is. Their exchange. Yeah. I just, I just found it interesting because I happen to know that a lira is, is you the know, coin. the coin. Right. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So let's take a break. And then when we come back, I'm going to just blow your mind with all this interesting factoid stuff. Okay. It's going to be cool. I can't wait to have my mind blown. Okay. Um, before I start this section, can I just ask you something real quick? No. Well, I'm going to. No. Just okay. now you were counting down and instead of going... Three, two, one, go. You went three, a two, a one. Why did you sing like that? Because I felt like, ha- what's the whole point of this podcast? We're here to have fun. and It's just I've never you know, heard you do that. Why did you do that? That was so weird. Because I felt like it. Okay. Well, I'm and just telling you it was weird. Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> you know, just get on with the shit. Okay. So um, do you know what the word exodus means? Uh, exit this. <laughs> No, no, I mean, is that wrong? No, it's kind of that actually. Okay, so I should probably um, backtrack a little bit. That was me going oh, backwards. That, that was rewind. That is premium sound effects right there, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, we paid nothing for that. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> um, so I got all of my information um, from either the Merriam-Webster Dictionary or Wikipedia. Yeah. And I did no further research beyond those two sites. Research sucks. Well, yeah, because this is just supposed to give us an overview and not like actually um, a degree. Well, obviously, we're not learning shit. Clearly. So it doesn't really matter. Okay. So according to Merriam Webster, um, the word Exodus is a mass departure or an emigration. Yeah. And the biblical book of Exodus describes the departure of the Israelites from Egypt. So it's no surprise that the word has come to refer more generally to any mass departure. Sure. Um, one of the examples that they gave um, 
Well, they gave one example that was like historical, but I like to interpret it differently. The example I like to give is after every single motherfucking presidential election in the U.S., there seems to be threats of mass exodus to Canada. I mean, <laughs> I have threatened that myself. Right, right, right. So I just thought that was funny. Yeah. Okay. The word itself was adopted into English via Latin from exodus. Which literally means the road out. Got it. Isn't that interesting? It is interesting. Okay. So um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, the book of Exodus with regard to how it fits into the Torah, which is the Jewish religious stuff. Okay. Book. Book. Yeah. Yeah. That word. That. Okay. Well, let me tell you about the Torah. Um, the word Torah is Hebrew and it means instruction teaching or law and it has a range of meaning meanings it can most specifically mean the first five books of the bible which are the pentateuch or they're also called the five books of moses okay um it's commonly known as the written torah but torah can also mean the continued narrative from all the 24 books from the book of genesis to the end blah 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 a bunch of other bible stuff Okay, or it can mean like all of the Jewish rules altogether. So when you talk about Torah, like it's hard to know exactly what people are exactly referring to. So you have to like be a little bit more specific. Right. So I just thought that that was important to know, given that we're talking about the book of Exodus, which is the second book of the Torah. And so it's like, mm, but how do you mean, though? But the way they mean it here is obviously the second book of the um, Old Testament or the first five books of the Old Testament. Got it. Right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Starting with the deliverance of Moses by Pharaoh's daughter, which we got that one right. Yeah. It recounts the revelation at the burning bush. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Where he was called by Yahweh. Yeah. To deliver the Israelites from Egyptian slavery after Pharaoh rejected his and Aaron's demands, according to the book. I like that they add that. According to the book, <laughs> the Almighty inflicted 10 plagues on Egypt, resulting in the Exodus. We got that one right, too. Yep. The Mosaic Covenant was made at the biblical Mount Sinai. Sinai and subsequently the Tabernacle. Tabernacle. Yeah, that damn tabernacle. Okay. So here's a little tidbit about Yahweh. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was. Oh, this just blew my mind. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Okay. Lay it on me. Yahweh was the national god of the kingdoms of Israel, Samaria, and Judah, with origins reaching at least to the early Iron Age and apparently to the late Bronze Age. In the oldest biblical literature, he is a storm and warrior deity. Who leads the heavenly army against the is against Israel's enemies? Huh. But listen to this. This this is gonna blow your mind. Ready? I'll explain why you let him in a storm cloud. Yeah, but this is gonna blow your mind. Right. At that time, the Israelites worshipped him alongside a variety of Canaanite gods and goddesses. Huh. Yeah, including El Asherah and Baal. B A A L. Have I've you heard, heard of that? that? Yeah. 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 But in later centuries, El and Yahweh became conflated and El-linked epithets such as El Shaddai, other El blah blah, El blah blah, El blah blah, 
came to be applied to Yahweh alone, and other gods and goddesses such as Baal and Asherah were absorbed by the Yahwistic religion. Hmm. So when they said, he's the only god, you have to give up all the other ones, they really were talking about other, other gods. gods. Right. Because they really did believe that there were other gods. Interesting. So they weren't saying there is one God. So before the revolution of Christianity, mm -hmm. there was a revolution of Judaism. Yes. Because it used to be more pagan, yes. but also included Yahweh. Yes. Huh. And so they weren't saying there is only one God. They were saying this God is the most awesome and you should worship him and stop worshiping the other gods which do exist that's pretty interesting because it's literally in the bible like we commented it throughout the bible throughout mm -hmm. our readings here mm -hmm. and they literally comment vaguely to other gods yeah and they allude to other gods but but the yeah. whole like if you talk to a Christian today, they will say, no, the no, one God. there's there is, just there the is one. only one God. There was never any other but the one. Right. And he, yeah, like there was nothing else. That was it. And that is untrue. Isn't that just that? That literally blew my mind when I yeah. read that. I was like, get the fuck out. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Exodus was traditionally ascribed to Moses himself, but modern scholars see its initial composition as a product of the Babylonian exile which was in 6th century BCE, based on earlier written and oral traditions with final revisions in the Persian post-exilic period, whatever that means. No clue. Okay, it's been suggested that it is arguably the most important book in the Bible, which doesn't even matter because we don't fucking remember half of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did remember half of it, just not the other half. Right, so we remembered half of it, but then we didn't remember half of right, it. Right, right. As it represents the defining features of Israel's identity. Memories. I have to say, real quick. Yeah? You can only take so much of how to build the ark before you start losing everything else in your goddamn And the brain. gowns. And the gowns. Right. I mean, like, I forgot all of that other stuff about Moses happened in that same book because half of it was about building and sewing and building yeah. and sewing. It was so All of the importance boring. that that book may have held got lost by the end like of it. By the it. time we were done at the end of Exodus, I was so right. glad to be done. So like, it's like, well, and maybe it crap. was the most important book, but... You could have left half of it off. Yeah, at least half. And then maybe so, we would have got a better test score. Yeah, exactly. Presents the defining features of Israel's identity. Memories of a past marked by hardship and escape a binding covenant with God who chooses Israel and the establishment of the life of the community and the guidelines for sustaining it. Hmm. So this is like the most important book of the Bible. And that is like for um, both Christianity, Judaism, as well as the Muslim tradition. Right. Because they all have their same roots in this. Yeah, yeah. The consensus among scholars is that the story in the book of Exodus is best understood as a myth and does not accurately describe historical events. Period. The end of that sentence. Gotcha. I included that because myth. <laughs> right, right. Yep. Okay. Mosaic authorship. This is so cool to me. Because, like, there was no... Um, after we got done with Genesis, we, we didn't really ask, I wonder who wrote that? Because we kind of forgot to yeah. ask that. Okay. So, um, it is the traditional belief that the Torah, the first five books of the Hebrew Bible slash Old Testament, 
so this includes Genesis, were dictated to Moses by God. Well, no so, wonder he was up there for forever. 40, 40 hours, wait, days, nights, did whatever. Did he remember it and then write it down later? Or is this what was on the first... What I don't know. Is it on the backside of the stone tablet or something? <laughs> the backside. Like... So, I don't know, but... Um, it, well, it was an oral tradition, so he right. wouldn't have written it at this time. He would have come down and told it, and then it got passed down through it's a lot of shit to remember yeah well that's why there's so much repetition and that's why there's um yeah, the he was probably up there for numbers. like a good 35 days just reciting how to build the fucking ark yeah no kidding <laughs> the books do not name any author as authorship was not considered important by the society that produced them and it was only after jews came into intense contact with author-centric hellenistic culture so the greeks mm -hmm. in the late second temple period that the rabbis began to find authors for their scriptures. Hmm. The tradition that Moses was this author probably began with the law code of the book of Deuteronomy, which I think is like the next one, or it's one of no, the first Leviticus five. Leviticus is next. Is it? Pretty oh, sure. yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, well, Deuteronomy and Numbers are four and five, or five and four, I don't remember. Got it. And was then gradually extended until Moses, as the central character, came to be regarded not just as the mediator of the law, but as author of both laws and narratives. Hmm. So they just decided that those first five books are Moses. And that's why Moses is the guy that um, the Jewish tradition celebrates. Right, like, right. We're all about, you know, the New Testament and Jesus. Well, I say we. I'm not about any of it. But American society in general that is Christian. American Christianity is all about the New Testament and Jesus and... Um, the Jewish are all about Moses. Right. So I just thought that was really, really interesting. Yeah. By the first century AD, it was already common practice to refer to the first five books as the, quote, law of Moses. Hmm. But the first unequivocal expression of the idea that this meant authorship appears in the Babylonian Talmud. You know what the Talmud is? Not offhand, no. That's the Jewish books. Oh, okay. Yeah. An encyclopedia of Jewish tradition and scholarship composed between 200 and 500 A.D. So, like, super early. Huh. So, yeah. like, these were written at the same time that the Bible was written. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Right? Yeah. None of this came around until after the birth of Christ. So, it's not really the Old Testament other than the fact that it was a... a People pass it down by word of mouth. Right. For, the stories are old, but they right. weren't actually recorded until well after the birth, death, and resurrection of Christ. That's pretty interesting, actually. Right? Like, I had no idea about any of this, so this is kind of cool to learn. Yeah. There, the rabbis noticed and addressed such issues as how Moses had received the divine revelation, how it was curated and transmitted to later generations, and how difficult passages such as the last verses of Deuteronomy, which we haven't read yet, right. which describe his death. Oh no, Moses is going to die! Spoiler alert! The hell! Were to be explained. This culminated in the 8th of Maimonides' 13 Principles of Faith, Establishing Belief, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mosaic authorship of the Torah was unquestioned by both Jews and Christians. Until the European Enlightenment. Wow. That's like, what, the 17 or 1800s? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. When the systemic study of the five books led the majority of scholars to conclude that they were not the product of many hands. Oh, I'm sorry. That they are 
the product of many hands and many centuries. Wait, wasn't the Enlightenment like 14th, 15th centuries? No. No. Oh. No, the European Enlightenment happened right before the American Enlightenment. Okay. And that was all during, like, when America was formed and stuff. Got it. So, we're talking, like, the... Maybe it was the 16 and 1700s, not the 17 and 1800s. Got it. I think it started in the 1600s, because, like, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter, really. Right. So, we're talking the 1600s. This shit was written down in, like, 500 and then was not even determined to be, oh, yeah, you know what? That one Moses guy that we talk about all the time, he probably didn't write that shit down. He probably wasn't, like, the author. Right. That's ridiculous. That's fucking ridiculous. Humans are dumb. We don't deserve this planet. <laughs> God. Despite this, the role of Moses is an article of faith in traditional Jewish circles and for some Christian evangelical scholars from for whom it remains crucial to their understanding of the unity and authority of scripture. So they've decided, even though we now know better, like, oh, Wells, we still love the guy. He's the one. Right. In Hebrew, the book's title is Names, which I thought this was interesting. It comes from the beginning words of the text. These are the names of the sons of Israel. Got it. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay. So um, here's a little summary. Um are you interested at all? I don't know. Probably. I think we should be because, like, we don't remember it at all. I don't remember it at all. Do you remember it at all? Exodus? Yeah. Um. Okay, so I'm just going to tell you. Okay. Jacob's sons join their brother Joseph in Egypt with their families, where their people begin to grow in number. 400 years later, Egypt's new pharaoh, who does not remember how Joseph had saved Egypt from famine is fearful that the Israelites could become a fifth column. That's how this all started. Gotcha. Like, I don't recall that being in the fucking Bible. Right, right. That's why Pharaoh was like, you guys need a GTFO. Right. He was worried about overpopulation. Yeah. And a fifth column, FYI, is any group of people who undermine a larger group from within, usually in favor of an enemy group or nation. So he was worried that these Israelites who were there um, were like, becoming too overpopulated and were maybe going to try to overthrow him. Right. And so by trying to squash them, he created that which he most feared. Yeah. But I don't recall that being in the Bible. Like, I really don't. So I thought that was really interesting to learn. Yeah. So he forces them into slavery and orders the throwing of all newborn boys into the Nile so as to reduce the population. Wait, it was in the Bible. You remember how they were talking about there's so many of them, so we need to enslave them. Right. It was kind of touched on a little bit. But that was the overpopulation, but it wasn't like, oh, and I'm also worried that they're going to form a fifth column. Right. Like, that was not really mentioned. You know what I mean? Sure. You are, like, squirmy-wormy. What is wrong with you? Oh, this is... It's a long episode. It's a bonus, baby. I know. I know. Definitely get into the bonus. Okay. Well, be still. (laughs) Okay. A Levite woman, Jochebed. Jochebed? Jochebed. 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 I don't know. Whatever. Um, Saves her baby by setting him adrift on the River Nile in an ark of bulrushes. Pharaoh's daughter finds the child, names as Moses, and out of sympathy for the Hebrew boys, brings him up as her own. So... Here's a little bit about the Pharaoh's daughter. Okay. The Pharaoh's daughter and the story of the finding of Moses in the biblical book of Exodus is an important, albeit minor, 
figure in Abrahamic religions. And of course it's minor because she's a fucking girl. And anybody with a vagina is relegated to the trash heap. Right. Though some variations of her story exist, the general consensus among Jews, Christians, and Muslims is that she is the adoptive mother of the prophet Moses. Muslims identify her with Isaiah. I'm sorry that I'm mispronouncing that. The great royal wife of the Pharaoh. In either version, she saved Moses from certain death from both the Nile River and from the Pharaoh. As she ensured the well-being of Moses throughout his early life, she played an essential role in lifting the Hebrew slaves out of bondage in Egypt, their journey to the Promised Land, and the establishment of the Ten Commandments. So, it's always a bitch gotta save the day. (laughs) Moses reunites with his brother Aaron and, returning to Egypt, convenes the Israelite elders, preparing them to go into the wilderness to worship God in a spring festival. Pharaoh refuses to release the Israelites from their work for the festival, and so God curses the Egyptians with ten terrible plagues. Scholars broadly agree that the Exodus is not a historical account. Attempts to find natural explanations for the plagues have been dismissed by biblical scholars on the grounds that their pattern timing, rapid succession, and above all, control by Moses, mark them as supernatural. Right. So here are the 10 in order just listed out because they were like so paragraphy and storied that we kind of forgot some of them. Right, right. One, turning water to blood. Two, frogs. Three, lice or gnats. Four, wild animals or flies. (laughs) Five, pestilence. Six, boils. Seven, thunderstorm of hail and fire. Eight, locusts. Nine, darkness for three days. And 10, death of firstborn. Nice. It's a rough one. And remember, that's where we talked about Passover and how it got tied into Easter, which is New Testament. Yep, yep. Moses is commanded by God to fix the first month of Aviv at the head of the Hebrew calendar and instructs the Israelites to take a lamb on the 10th day of the month, sacrifice the lamb on the 14th day, daub its blood on their doorposts and lentils, and to observe the Passover meal that night during the full moon because pagan. The tenth plague then comes that night, causing the death of all Egyptian firstborn sons and prompting Pharaoh to command a final pursuit of the Israelites through the Red Sea as they escape Egypt. God assists the Israelite exodus by parting the sea and allowing the Israelites to pass through before drowning Pharaoh's forces. Bom, bom, bom. As desert life proves arduous, as desert life would, the Israelites complain and long for Egypt because they're a bunch of whiny pussies. But God miraculously provides manna for them to eat and water to drink. The Israelites arrive at the mountain of God. What mountain is it? Sinai. Yes. Where Moses' father-in-law Jethro, not Jethro told, just Jethro, visits Moses. At his suggestion, Moses appoints judges over Israel. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He, he was the first guy that was like, delegate, bitch. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. God asks whether they will agree to be his people, and they accept. They gather people at the foot of the mountain, and with thunder and lightning, fire and clouds of smoke, sounds of trumpets and the trembling of the mountain, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. Okay, that was a little bit from Ghostbusters. God appears on the peak, and the people see the cloud and hear the voice, or possibly sound, of God. God tells Moses to ascend the mountain. God pronounces the Ten Commandments in the hearing of all Israel. Moses goes up the mountain into the presence of God who pronounces the covenant code of ritual and civil law and promises Canaan to them if they obey, which they don't. Right. Because they are a bunch of disobedient little butt fucks. Yeah. 
Moses comes down the mountain and writes down God's words and the people agree to keep them. God calls Moses up the mountain again because he needs a pair of them Satan sneaks so fucking bad because this ain't his first trip up and down that mountain where he remains for 40 days and 40 nights at the conclusion of which he returns bearing the set of stone tablets. But what happens to those, babe? I don't know. Do they fall asleep? What? What? No. Oh, sorry. That was me. His first draft of the tablets. What does he do with them? Uh, He breaks them. Yeah. Why does he break them? Because... He's so mad about the golden calf shit. Yeah. God gives Moses instructions for the construction of the tabernacle, which is the boringest part of everything ever. Yep. So that God may dwell permanently among his chosen people. Permanently. But is he still there, though? Is he dwelling permanently in that tabernacle? I don't I would know say what the tabernacle is, so I couldn't say for sure. I would say it's less than fucking permanent. Right. Along with instructions for the priestly vestments, the altar and its aperturner, that's a big word, procedures for ordination of priests and the daily sacrificial offerings. Aaron becomes the first hereditary high priest. Wah, wah, wah. God gives Moses the two tablets of stone containing the words of the Ten Commandments written with, quote, the finger of God. Yep. While Moses is with God, Aaron casts a golden calf, because why not? Which the people worship. God informs Moses of their badness and threatens to kill them all, but relents when Moses pleads for them. Sorry, I spit on you. I was so enthusiastic. (laughs) Moses comes down from the mountain, smashes the stone tablets in anger, and commands the Levites to massacre the unfaithful Israelites. That's the part where he says, y'all kill each other. And they're like, Moker. God commands Moses to construct two new tablets. Moses ascends the mountain again with his Satan slippers, where God dictates the Ten Commandments for Moses to write on the tablets. What it doesn't say is, again. Right. Moses descends from the mountain with a transformed face. From that time onwards, he must hide his face with a veil. Moses assembles the Hebrews and repeats to them the commandments he has received from God, which are to keep the Sabbath and to construct the tabernacle. The Israelites do as they are commanded. From that time... God dwells in the tabernacle and orders the travels of the Hebrews. The end. Oh. There's more, but it's boring. Yeah, it's really boring. Oh, that's rude. I thought that was so interesting. I mean... I told you some great stuff just then, and I summarized that whole fucking uh, book that we just read. So now you know what's going on, and you could pass another quiz if you had to, which you don't. I don't think I could pass a quiz. Are you serious? Yeah, totally just... Why? Yeah, no. Why? Because. Is it too boring or you just don't care or both? A little bit of both. Bit of both. Bit of both. Okay. And and I didn't really have a large desire to hear the whole summary thing. Oh my God. (laughs) You did this to me last time. It was just that we got done reading the Exodus and and then there was Exodus again and I was like, oh. It was Exodus Redux. Uh, yeah. Okay, but there was some interesting stuff in there. Honestly. Yeah, no, I, I was interested for a while. Uh, maybe. And then, and then, I, then I lost interest. And, and then you like, started oh. squirming like a fucking three-year-old. And then I started trying to fall asleep. Are you serious? A little bit. I hate you. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next week where we will be less boring but more funny and we will be starting the book of which one? 
Leviticus. And Leviticus. I did a little bit of research on that. And oh, you apparently did? it is mostly rules and laws. Oh, that's so not that fun. that sounds like, no, that sounds like lots of fun to me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because we get to hear all these stupid ass rules that you got to follow to be in God's grace or whatever. And <laughs> like, fuck this shit. I thought it was just the Big Ten. No, apparently it's like, a, I, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to find out. Okay. But apparently it's like a bunch of laws and rules. That's what well, Leviticus is. I guess. Okay. And there's this is there's some good stuff in here. Okay. Some good stuff. All right. I mean, you know, good stuff for us to comment on, not good stuff like it's actually good. <laughs> I was gonna say. But, you know, good All right. Stuff. All right. All right. Anything else to add? Nope. That's it. Dear God. Okay. See you guys. Bye. Wife. Can I say the things now? Yes. Okay. So you had a list of items that you wanted people to check out? Yeah, definitely. Um, make sure you check us out on Twitter. We are there under the handle sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Yeah, that's that's exactly where I'd have gone with that. Yep. Um, we also would love to get emails from you because we love hate mail, fan mail, the whole nine yards there. That email address is sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. And we are now on YouTube. And if you are listening to us on YouTube, you're going to be running a little bit behind what our schedule is for our podcast because you're going to be hearing stuff from two months before if you are caught up. You're in the past. You're in the past. So you should join us on our podcasting apps that are available. So like you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. I'm on um, CastBox. Yeah, my wife's special. She's on CastBox. I like CastBox. And then on any of the things that you're on, we always would love it if you would like and subscribe. That helps us out so, so much. So, Yeah, do those things. Do those things, and we will see you guys next week. Sure, sure we will. It's on Thursdays. Yeah, that. Okay, bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.